0: Welcome to Degrees of Freedom with Ellie and Elby.
1: Join us as we continue to explore the power we all have to benefit people and planet.
0: I'm Mrs. Sheik.
1: The rustling you can hear is George chomping on a cereal bar. Who's, who's George, Ellie?
0: George is our music man. Um, music
1: man (laughs) man. one man band
0: but today he is sorry Alvin
2: can you speak up a
1: little
0: (laughs) bit so George today is standing in for a chic
1: it's Um, like Buddy's Spaghetti Junction in here so many wires
0: we realised how grateful we are for a chic he's our standing (laughs) man I want to take
2: this
1: Casey and Ishan walked in the room and I've never seen a more panicked look on George's face (laughs) Because he realised that he was responsible for recording and didn't know what what we were going to do. Anyway, sorry.
0: So, welcome everybody. Um,
1: I've been at an exam.
0: So, episode number... Wait, i Episode number two of Degrees of Freedom going solo. Today we have Casey and Ishan from Fix My Crack. We are very excited. They are part of a startup. Well, Casey's the CEO and Ishan is the chief technical officer of Fix My Crack. um, And they're here to tell us all about their company.
1: Just the chief for short. (laughs)
0: The chief. (laughs) But before we get into that, and I promise it was a less giggly chat with them. um, Albie is bursting to tell you all about his exam that he had today, where he has taken a week off podcast (laughs) duties. And I've had to to so, everything around here rally the so
1: troops,
0: rally the troops.
1: <laughs> do you want a microphone george <laughs> um yeah sorry about that i've i missed one podcast meeting yesterday and haven't heard the end of it since because nope. <laughs> i was studying for an exam but do you know what i saw when i came out of the exam hall Please today don't tell me a fix my correct banner affixed to the railings um no doubt legally
0: probably gone now taken down <laughs> by
1: the S.U. um Yeah, it's a good chat. We've actually had the chat already because we're wearing Fix My Crack T-shirts. Fix
0: My Crack (laughs) T-shirts!
1: Casey Casey and Ishan have really raised the bar for um, what our guests can do for us. We love the T-shirts. Ellie, can you tell me a little bit about our social media and where people can find us? Because I've seen... I don't have social media, but I've seen murmurations.
0: And I've been working very hard. Yeah. um, So we have Instagram and we have Twitter. So we are doff underscore pod on twitter and we are doff dot pod on instagram what's
1: the one that we're not
0: that we're not we are not <laughs>
1: there's like a marvel that, okay or so sort of if anime. you go into
0: instagram Is it anime? and put in yes wrong with if anime. you put doff pod fine. into instagram do not go on doff podcast mm. that's not it. Well, but you can you can have a look to your heart's content do it,
1: in fact it's, stop do it now
0: find that one give that a follow but then give dot doff.pod a follow because that is degrees of freedom podcast
1: i would recommend following doff.pod just do it now pause go on instagram search it follow and then we'll we promise we'll stop nagging
0: and actually i'm set with my phone open now so i'll see if you request us
1: yeah although well, it won't come in live will it
0: <laughs> i might even give you a follow back <laughs> they've
1: not let us on the radio um, right shall we um fix my crack get on
0: with it <laughs> yep we're about to fix many cracks So today we've got with us Casey and Ishan, who are from Fix My Crack. Mm. So, um, for anyone at Bristol University, I'm sure you've seen their flyers everywhere, banners, banners, There's big banner big outside banners. 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 Banners,
2: banners, bright pink t-shirts, the whole lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, loads of stuff. So we're really excited to have you both here Thank today. Um, Albie, do you want to make a start?
1: Tell us what Fix My Crack do. So Casey, you founded yeah. it. Yeah, I started, do you
3: started it. Want to start from there. I think six six years ago now. Um, I founded it really in first year at university. I'd been fixing phones for a few years before that. Um, and when I got to uni, I saw that if you wanted to get your phone fixed, you had to go to these shops in town. A lot of them were just really a bit weird. Your students didn't feel super comfortable giving their tech over. It took a couple of days, really inconvenient. And you know, I had the skills to do it at half the price of them. And I could meet students on campus. So I started by just meeting my friends in lecture halls. You know, if some if you went into a lecture, I take your phone off you. It's good because then you're not distracted on your phone during the lecture. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, always good. And go away, fix it somewhere. And by the time you leave in an hour, you know your phone's good oh, as new, great, ready to go. And I just kind of kept doing this for a while. Never meant it to, you know, grow as quickly as it did. But I just wanted to learn about entrepreneurship and learn a lot of skill. And the demand for it kept increasing. And then throughout first year, second year kind of raised a team of three or four people. Turns out a lot of engineers have these skills already. Yeah. Yeah, people always ask you know, right? is it hard to find students to fix phones with you? I like, no, like, we've got to turn them away. Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. too and many. These days. And then it kind of kept growing from there, really.
0: So take me to like the first phone you fixed in the lecture hall, the first where you're just picking yeah. random people, being like, is your phone broken? Can I, I have stand it? I
3: became that guy. I've done a few phones in lecture halls during lectures. That's a nice way to learn about other people's degrees at the same time. Yeah, I bet. And we were, we're actually
1: going to suggest bringing one of our broken ones and you do it whilst you record. We could have yeah, <laughs> yeah. done it. On time. <laughs> <laughs> we fixed
3: phones in moving cars, at pre's, um, in lecture nice. halls. Yeah, you know, two a.m. in the morning, often like night out, one or <laughs> two, two times. Places, yeah.
1: Sounds like you're really meeting students where Yeah, they we are. understand the needs of students. That's so, then the Ishan, When did you come on board?
2: So, I saw one of Casey's ads on Facebook during lockdown, just hiring for a technician. I was a student at the time. Um, at Bristol. Yes, at Bristol. Yeah, in my second year, um, and it was just right up my right in my alley because I had already been just tinkering and fiddling around with tech and laptops, computers, and stuff. Um, and what Casey was providing was training and a really flexible student job um, yeah. that worked around me, which was really vital as a student, because you're either in a lecture or you're in a party or something's going on. Um, and so it really worked for me. And so from there, I was a technician for, what, two, one and a half years, two years, and now I'm full-time with the company, which is yeah. fun. It was great. <laughs> as you graduated, it just kind of happened sort naturally. I yeah. Join the team,
1: yeah. Because you guys aren't students anymore, so it must be going no, quite well. I know. <laughs> kind of living by care. I'm still on campus doing yeah, work. Don't <laughs> don't that was don't I'm like that. Yeah, don't curiosity now. Oh, yeah, got straight into Queens today. <laughs> yeah, I'm and we're already just,
3: in there. Yeah. We are um, actually officially members of the university. We do have cards now. Let's say fix my crack on them, which is really? great. Yeah, we're okay. working with the... Runway uh, program in the SU. It's like Some, a startup you know? thing with innovation at the SU. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so very, very cool. Official. You get a U-card for that. Yeah, yeah. we do. Awesome. It's great to have. Like, I, I feel like I graduated two years ago and I'm, I'm back at need uni with <laughs> yeah. <or> a U-card <laughs> yes. again. And it's like, okay.
0: It's pretty nice. Nice
3: yeah. to have a new photo as well.
2: My old photo is just me in like sixth form in a suit and something. It's just nice yeah. have a new photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah
0: upgraded so. a little bit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think... We should start with our quick fire questions. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Should we do that? I really
1: get to know you guys. Sure. So
0: what we do is every week we do how many questions can you answer in a minute? Okay. However, we think this week because we want to challenge you, mm. you both need to answer each question and we, you both only have a minute. Okay. So we're we going to ask Actually. a question, yeah. Casey answer, Ishan answer, then we'll move on. Okay,
2: bonus points if it's the same answer or... Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, we me.
0: should have done that. We should have done that. Um, okay, so we're going to give you a minute and we'll see what you can do. We've got 12 to beat.
1: Three, two, one, go. Tea or coffee? coffee? Coffee.
0: Least favourite chocolate bar?
3: Bounty?
1: Bounty, yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. recent live music
2: you've been to see? Peach Pit? Of course, uh, Dempsey. Uh, Miss
0: Favourite pub in Bristol? Ooh. Ooh. Hi- uh, White Revol- oh, Oh, Hybris. Definitely counts.
1: Nice. Uh, what's your favourite planet? Jupiter. Venus.
0: Is your bed made or unmade right now?
1: Made. made. What word comes into your head when I say university? Bristol. Newocracy.
0: What word comes into your head when I say crack?
1: Fix. Magazine. <laughs> what word comes into your head when I say physics? Astro. Wills.
0: What is your favourite takeaway?
1: Attack, attack. Indian. Favourite type of cheese? Cheddar. cheddar.
0: If you could fly anywhere in the world right now, where would you go?
1: Costa Rica. Uh, what TV programme would you recommend right now? Treason. Sopranos?
0: What is Stop. Oh. oh Thirteen. 13. 13. Oh, you that's are awesome. in the good. lead. Oh, come on. <laughs> Crazy. We actually missed my favourite question, which was, what was your favourite kitchen utensil?
3: Oh, I, had, I answered this question the other day. Did right you? Enough. It was a question... Uh, that was bizarre.
0: bizarre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the question,
3: my sister's kind of therapist uh, what that work, and she was asking everyone what ther- what kitchen utensil you think you are, and then out of that uh, question, kind of analysing people. and. What utensil are you? Yeah. <laughs> it was a pair of tongs, I think. Ooh. Why? Like, because like getting like in the frying pan like you know grabbing the hot bacon like you know, you know it's a hot difficult job yeah. and but everyone appreciates it, appreciates it appreciates it when you get bacon at the end but no one necessarily wants to be doing that job no, yeah I don't know what that says about me no I, I don't
0: was really <laughs> like very it a <laughs> very, 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 very,
3: very, very intense family
1: conversation yeah,
0: yeah. Bad. over the dinner table
1: yeah So where are you guys now? Where's Fix My Cart now? So you've told the story sort of from yeah. um, just you doing it on your own. And then we've Ishan came on board. What's, what's the situation now? It's a really, really, really fun
3: situation right now. We've got a really good team and we've got a really nice idea. And the problem was that lockdown came, obviously, just yeah. as we were kind of getting momentum and working out, you know, all the extra things and all the avenues we could go down with this mm. uh, you know, service. Because it's not just about fixing phones. It's about... You know, empowering students to offer services. It's about teaching students about entrepreneurship, getting them a you know useful role in a company. Um, you know, it's sustainability, re- renewing, we uh, re- re- refurbishing devices, and then lockdown came and kind of put a stop to everything. So all of last year, or the year after lockdown, was really like restarting, rebranding, getting our feet again, kind of working out what works, what doesn't, and that year went great. We learned loads and use the summer then to kind of take everything we learned, like, restructure that, think about what we could do next. And now the things that we're trying out, you know, working with universities officially, uh, expanding to more universities, expanding our teams, our services, it's all just picking up really quickly. So you're, you're at
1: Bristol, Exeter and Southampton? Ue and Southampton, yeah. Oh, Huey as well? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So then how many people at each of those universities work with you guys? So, Casey and I are full-time. We have another
2: full-time member who's like sort of like t- more of a technical role. Um, there's about four or five each uni. I just did a team showcase for the website. And I think we were at 30 yeah. staff
1: total, oh, soon to be more as well, because we just always need more
2: technicians. Yeah. yeah.
1: And are they all quite empowered to kind of sort it themselves, or are you getting parts out to them centrally? Yeah. How have you gone from that process of... It being you on your own, and obviously you kind of want to keep that ethos, I imagine. Yeah, one of the questions we get a lot is: I
3: think you work with students, and students are typically, well, characteristic students, especially for older generations. It's like irresponsible and all over the place, and drinking and sleeping late. (laughs) People ask, you know, how can you run a business based off students? And this is the question we got from the very start. And it's really unfortunate that that's the stereotype, Mm. because actually, you know. All really smart, committed, educated people. Our teams are fantastic. Super enthusiastic. Super yeah. enthusiastic. Like, setting up a company from scratch like ours has been so much fun because we get to decide the culture and, you know, we do all kinds of events. Everyone's really into it. Everyone's passionate about electronics and engineering. And it's a great, like, culture of kind of spontaneity and independence. And, you know, we have a policy that if anyone comes up with a good idea for the company that they want to contribute, we'll, you know, pay them to develop that whether it's website website building or coding or marketing it's not just phone repair it's anything that anyone wants to pursue we will like encourage you to suggest that to us and then we'll give the opportunity to actually do it and give you feedback on it
0: no it sounds really exciting it sounds like as well you're really really catching momentum particularly like recently Mm. you seem to have just grown massively what's the plan is it take over every university is it
1: um, Was well, it fix other things?
0: Yeah. It's
3: everything at once. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so exciting right now, because we want to do everything at once, really. I mean, I that's one of my flaws is I'm, I am want to do everything at yeah. the same time. Oh, wildly do so.
1: yeah. And Are you more way. of a <laughs> so, realist? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so Casey will... I mean, I'm also guilty of it, but Casey will be like, yeah, we can do this, we can do that, we can do this, we can do that, we can do everything. All at once. And there's Toby, the other dentist, and I just quivering in the corner, thinking, <laughs> actually,
3: <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. the main really exciting thing we want to do right now and which is going really well we've got you know four universities actively in talks with us is working officially with the university yeah. to offer it as a service on like on behalf of the university so currently unis don't offer any kind of hardware repairs which is a real issue because you know um, they help a lot with software stuff and any troubleshooting you might have yeah. but as soon as hardware comes along they just there's no solution they send you into town to these shops which aren't certified, unregistered. One of the reasons that there's a need for our service is that um, there's no certifications needed to do phone repair. There's very little startup costs and there's high margins, which means that you get a lot of shops that pop up, get the cheapest parts they can, undercut the competition, offer no kind of warranty or guarantee on the service, and then they disappear again. And that's why you see so many of these weird high street shops everywhere. And that's why students who can't afford these higher end shops are particularly prone to, you know,
1: this this um, less than ideal service. It's also odd that there's no like no brand comes to mind. Like there's no national brand for fixing there phones, really is, is there? There there's, there is are there?
3: some, but they're expensive. And it, ice right. mash is a good
1: okay. service, okay, um, yeah. but they're quite okay. expensive. And also, and, are they just okay. online? Yeah. They have some
3: shops, but yeah, again, it's um, students can't afford afford these yeah. shops, and they'll always go to these back alley shops, which are like you know. 30% less than those ones yeah. Apple obviously have a service as well but it's four times the price of my right, shops so there is no like um, kind of chain of affordably priced but still reliable shops and that's what we're kind of aiming to provide there's for. no how yeah exactly
1: yeah. so it's not just phones right? phones
2: laptops tablets
1: yeah how far do you go to fix it what
2: as in like how physically broken? travel or what's no, the yeah, how broken or? can something be We've had people fall down the stairs with their phones and just have like parts sheared off and stuff when we fix those. Yeah. Um, mm. As long as it's not completely like they've thrown it in a blender, then off a cliff, we can yeah. normally fix
3: it's it. it one, yeah. one to two pieces we can usually put yeah. together. If it's, it's more than two pieces, it's generally yeah. yeah.
1: And so and if, course. if I was one of your technicians, mm. which I recommend not, because <laughs> <I just laughs> nothing about this, <laughs> um, but if, if something came to me, I was like, oh, I don't know how to do it, but someone might be able to, can that then be you know, sent to someone else? So all the of our technicians
2: are fully supported. Um, I'd say Casey and I are available 24-7. Obviously, okay. we sleep sometimes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's group chats and stuff. There's a whole support base behind our technicians. Um, and if Casey and I don't know, then there's we've got mentors in the industry that help us as well. Yeah. Um, so there's always someone that knows, someone we can go to. Um, so technicians never left there thinking, what am I doing? How, am I, how have I gotten myself
3: into this situation? Yeah. Yeah. Once you can fix a few electronic devices, you have the tools. Really, you can just kind of fix anything, you know, uh, to a point. If you have the yeah. access to the right tools and yeah. you know some documentation, you can normally sit down and do tests and, and get most things running again. So there's, you know, there's everything we know how to fix, and then there's always fringe, weird devices from some far reaches of the earth we've never seen before, but we can still get it in. You know, mm. talk, talk to our resources, our networks, and work out a way to fix it. So pretty much anything you can throw at us, someone from our team can usually sort out for you.
0: I think what I love is this idea of not just buying something new. Yeah. I yeah. really love the idea that you're trying to champion mm. fixing things and reducing consumption. Yeah. I mean, talk to me about your sustainability idea and the yeah. idea of reducing consumption. I
3: mean, it's a huge issue. The... Um, way that, you know, obviously we know, we know Apple every three, every, every year, new phone, um, after a couple of years, the phones automatically get worse. Um, and you know, the current life cycle for a phone is kind of two to three years and, you know, e-waste makes up 10% of all the tech waste, uh, sorry, mobile phones make up 10% of all e-waste in the world, think 50 million tons last year. Um, and it's just getting worse. And there's a really interesting movement, right to repair, which is yeah. forcing these companies to make their repairs more accessible actually able to open the phones, able to get hold of the parts, but still if people can't affordably and reliably get their uh, their phones fixed somewhere, they're always going to be more encouraged to just throw it away by a new one. Mm -hmm. So a huge part of what we're trying to do is encourage people to fix their own devices, you know, seek out support for their devices. If someone um, wants to fix it themselves, we'll always kind of give, you know, resources and advice and say so you can go here you know we want to encourage people to be yeah. able to fix stuff as well um, and generally refurbishment and repair is just so much more sustainable than chucking it away and getting a new one which is obviously what the industries want you to do.
1: Do you feel like you're part of a, a wider movement not only so things like gift gaff and back market have really yeah. like picked up in the last few yeah. years for second hand phones, but also more widely like repair shops popping up around towns and um, like Patagonia repairing yeah. clothes yeah. that same, like you couldn't get hold of new bikes during yeah. the pandemic, so people were buying and fixing. Sure, but the government gave money for you to fix old bikes. There's a real movement, and like you say, right to repair. There has yeah. to be because we have so much stuff.
0: Mm. I mean, even just coming down to like Facebook Marketplace, there's definitely an yeah. ethos yeah. of people buying secondhand and absolutely getting rid of things they don't want by selling it on. Or yeah. It's a I whole wave
3: of the stuff. For you the know, Fairphone, it's great. Um, this new What's phone, Fairphone, Fairphone is a modular phone that's come out in the last couple of years, it's where endless. you can kind of upgrade the um, individual pieces. Much easier to repair. Much more sustainably right. produced. Yeah, the raw metals are also just
2: uh, farm sustainably or mined sustainably, and the miners are paid fairly. They have got safe conditions. They've got all that stuff, whereas opposed to some other um, companies, I believe. Apple as well. They've um, been in some lawsuits where the cobalt, the cobalt that they mine, the copper that they mine, um, has led to some deaths just from unsafe working environments. Yeah. Whereas yeah, fair.
1: Would you mind expanding slightly on that? Um, because I know that these smartphones get their resources, very limited resources, from yeah. very specific parts of the world. Yeah. Um which, from a supply chain point of view, is quite dangerous. Yeah, right?
3: absolutely. Um, some of the key rare earth metals used in making these phones are um, due to run out in the next kind of, 50 years. The phones use huge amounts of them. The tin industry, for example, you know, has huge connections to warfare and um, unethically uh, designed mining practices. And every time you're buying a new phone, you're contributing to this in- entire world. Whereas, obviously, repairing... Keeps the stuff in the in the um, in, in the system circular economy. A huge push by the EU for a much more circular economy kind of um, uh, system where manufacturers can now recycle the old phones. reuse the metals, keep it keep it going that way. So you know, avoiding the development of these uh, rare earth rare earth metals in any way is, is really what we want trying to try and achieve.
1: Does everyone else have a drawer of old phones? Yeah. I Yes. I exactly. Got to draw new phones. Refurbish. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's bad, isn't it? I, I don't know what to do with them. Where, well, where I, should I take them? Know? Take them. Yeah. <laughs> do you want them? Yeah, we'll take them. We'll either
2: refurbish them and sell them, or recycle them. Yeah. So when we recycle them, they're stripped apart either for their parts okay. or for their metals. Um, a fun fact for you, because we've mined so much of the copper that's on the land, yeah. we now have to go into deep sea mining, right. um, which is, as you can imagine, underwater much harder to mine. Um, so nowadays, it's there's a higher grade, there's a higher percentage of weight of copper and rare metals in iPhones, as opposed to in the ore that we mine, um, right. fun fact for you. Okay.
0: Really.
2: Yeah. So that is then... So that's a further point to why we should be going back to devices that we've made and yeah. stuff
3: we've mine to reharvest them.
1: Yeah. That sounds interesting, like, the, everyone's got so yeah. many phones. Yeah,
3: like a ton of iPhones would deliver 300 times more gold than a ton of gold ore, and six point more, 6.5 times more silver than a ton of silver ore. So, you know. Get, them, get all those iPhones in your, in your drawer. Yeah. Is that I something like, you're um, prepared, yeah. right? The council also provides a service where they'll um, recycle your old e-tech for you. Okay. I
1: think people... Do they trust it? Like, e-waste bins. Mm. I Honestly, yeah, yeah. do you trust where that goes? I
0: mean, you're just throwing it into yeah. a box yeah. and hoping for the best, really. Aren't Is you?
1: that something you're trying to tap into? Because I think if someone met people like you or your, your company or uh, your yeah. work you and handed them over... Mm you there's so much more trust in it
2: yeah yeah i mean it's a massive problem we're actually the su sustainability part of the su ran a be the change event in center house recently and we met um, bristol waste and some of the people that handled mm-hmm. electronic waste um we're quite an interesting conversation with them and it's just a whole task of where are we sending mm. these electronics is it even economical for us to break them down yeah yeah. it's a massive problem not only for the U- the UK but everywhere.
3: And plus, the data security side of it, we're not. Yeah. You know, it's really difficult for a company to take in these old laptops sitting around because yeah. um, cybersecurity of landfill e waste is a huge problem. Yeah. So again, you've got you know you really need support of the um, manufacturers to help kind of deal with this problem to be able to wipe the data security get you know get the get Apple get Samsung involved make it so that we are able to actually have an easy solution that everyone acts can access for. Recycling e waste, and that's kind of what this right to repair movement is doing. It's not just about being able to repair things, it's about putting it in the mindset of the original manufacturers that they need to provide better solutions, better access to parts, better um, accessibility for everything for the general public.
0: I think big question is talk to us about the name.
3: Oh, oh the yeah. name. You must out. The oh my gosh, the branding has been so much fun.
0: We think it's brilliant.
3: Yeah, well, half the people. Half the people love it and everyone remembers it. it It's great.
0: Um, Everyone remembers it,
3: definitely. We've had had four different names throughout the years. I think it started as Amersham iPhone Repair, which is my hometown, where I started fixing phones, then Phone Repair Anywhere, so I'm getting shorter and better branding with each iteration, then Brizfix for a while, which is good. Brizfix. But then we obviously want to expand to other universities and um, eventually became Fixed by Crack. I think I was sitting in a, my friend is actually an old, old friend of mine um, who helped develop the business from an early, early stage, came up with the name. I immediately said, that's the worst name I've ever heard. <laughs> put it aside. I was like, no. And then sort of a few weeks later, I was like, oh, maybe. And then we had a few different names ready to go. You know, I was sitting in, in, a, in a park with some of my friends and I said, which of these names would you, if it was on a sticker, would you put it on your fridge? And it was like, Unitech. I Mm. And like, you know, stew, stew fix. And then like, no, like, fix my stew. crack. Oh, too fine. No, terrible. And then fix my crack. And they said yes. And then it kind of just stuck. And for a long time, our branding was a, kind of a peach. A peach came off the cracks. Yeah. yeah. Which is a bit on the nose. And we kind of step back from that. And Away from the peach, slightly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. For more, form- more formal documentation to the unis. It just says FMC <laughs> F- 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 <laughs> at
1: the top. FMC limited. great. But they didn't love that, yeah. Did you get quite an insight into what, student consumers want because that your market is only students so what do what do people our age um look for that might differ from yeah real adults (laughs) adults. um i think what the student
3: the student side of it the fact that we're founded by students and um, run by students uh the entrepreneurship side of it's really something that people seem to care a lot about there's a huge you know push on uh entrepreneurship in the last few years, I think since lockdown, there's a 20% jump up in young people starting businesses and one, the, the original model for F- FMC was to be a business in a box where we could design this, this package for anyone who was at university and wanted to learn to run their own business. And then we okay. would go to students and say, hey, you want to learn to run a business, the best way to do it is just to start one, here's you know some branding, here's the basic idea, you get to focus on the marketing and like work out the kinks and develop it and we'll give you support in your university. And then we would spread it across the country, doing that. Um, you know, my mum's a careers advisor and a great careers advisor, and has been for you know forty years. And she always was very encouraging with that. And anyone, you know, any of our students that need advice or, or anything on careers, yeah. I would say, you go talk to my mum. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a <laughs> okay. phone call. It's
1: a, lot, it's a lot more than phone repairs, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's 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 all about students. I love entrepreneurship. I think it's amazing, creative profession, you get to try all different things, meet amazing people. The best thing about the business is that I get to work with students and, you know, I get, my labour pool is, in each university, it's 30,000 talented, passionate, educated, smart people who all have amazing ideas. I couldn't you know, do this without Ishan since he joined the team, the ideas he has, and <laughs> the balance that him and I have the team is fantastic. And in each university, we see this with everyone that joins on. Everyone's got original ideas. Everyone wants to contribute in their own way. Mm. I get messages on Sunday from students saying, how about this and how about that? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah. oh, I go talk to Ishan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pass it on,
3: yeah. So, yeah. so working with students, encouraging them and teaching them about entrepreneurship, you know, we do talk to Enactus, um, we provide support long after our employees have even left the company. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of other side of FMC, which mm-hmm. you know, has grown because of how well we know students and helps us really stay connected to that market.
0: No, I think it seems like such a fun place to work. You know From meeting you both and you know you're in Senate House in yeah. Bristol and chatting to students and meeting students and working yeah. with students, it's, it seems like a really fun place. To...
1: Are they companies you look at and their marketing and think oh, that's pretty. Casey cool. Casey loves one, don't you, Casey?
3: There's a. F- <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm always like, have you seen what these guys have done with their marketing, their website? There's a few companies I like. Um, fettle is one. F e t t l e. They do bike repairs in London, oh, and it's oh. it's interesting. Sort of
1: uh, nice word, Fettle.
3: It is a ni- do Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nice branding, guys.
0: <laughs> Can we have your name?
3: <laughs> There's a whole suite of companies which are really similar to ours, which in, in terms of. Taking an old, antiquated industry, mm. realizing that it can be done better. It's you know it's uh, just a bit dusty and a bit inefficient. You know, taking it, applying new ideas, applying like a younger kind of more forward-thinking branding, <coughs> branding and approach, and then having much, making much more scalable. So, for example, bike bike repair shops, yeah. classically kind of weird, dusty, like nice places, but yeah. like, you don't know workshop. what's going on. Yeah, workshop full you know, of bikes, full yeah. of bikes, and a guy that. Just is a guy or girl who's going to look at you and be like, You don't know anything about bikes.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm like, Yeah. So, no, this company is like the opposite. You come in, it's very clean, they tell you everything that's going on, the transparency, clear pricing methods. Yeah. And the same thing with the phone repair. You know, the yeah. classically, you know, deliberately shops will try and confuse people, not offer any kind of warranties, just take their phone into a room for two days, it disappears and then comes back. Yeah. And, you know, you give your passport to someone for two days as well. And whereas we, you know, do it in an hour in front of the person, show them what's going on. We take the passcode if we only at the end if we need to. Um, much more transparent with our pricing and full warranties and everything. And you know the same goes for a few different companies, different different industries, different areas, mechanics and bikes and phones.
1: I like the idea of take old ideas brought on brought into the modern yeah. modern world. Smart, isn't it?
0: I'm just thinking about the trust thing of handing over my phone. Mm. Like, you're right, it's so important. Yes. You don't realise how
2: much you've got on your phone until you give your passcode and the phone to someone. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. your Life's on it. Yes. Well. Yes. Right, so you give
1: your password. Yeah.
2: So, some mm-hmm. repair stores, they need to test it beforehand right. to see what's wrong and afterwards. So, give them your passcode, give them your phone, and then they just run off for two days. With your phone, yeah. you don't
3: actually, yeah, don't realize how important it is. And data security is a growing problem, especially yeah, also definitely. people removing original components, replacing the cheap ones, and then selling off the components and also getting your data. There's some surveys about how many shops are actually doing this because you can track yeah. it. Yeah, we, um, we read a
2: survey recently. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I believe uh, it was in America and they had a group of women who just went to repair stores with their phone as as they would normally would. And I believe it was around 7% of them and saw that their phone had just been gone through. To actually, you know, photos, messages, all that stuff. And that's something that we absolutely just
1: hate. <laughs> I
0: mean, that's just terrifying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: So, and I've watched um, your team do it at Bristol, and they do it in the most public part of Senate House, yeah. like a, um, literally in the middle of a workspace. So it's, everyone can see what they're doing. Yeah. It's done really quickly. So it really is the opposite of that, isn't it? Absolutely. I love that. Working,
3: one of the core components of our business is that we can really reduce our overheads and our sustainability, our, our um, carbon footprint, by using the facilities the university already has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the, the whole idea: is that we work with the unis. They give us space, storage, places to work. That means we can offer much more affordable repairs with really good warranties, mm-hmm. and you know, we've got almost no you know no bills to pay. You know, no no carbon footprint. We cycle everywhere around town. Don't use any vehicles. Um, recycle all old parts, plant a tree for every repair we do and offset the carbon all our employees. And for each repair, yeah, portion of the profits goes towards sustainable foundations to offset the any postage costs or um, kind of logistics costs on the way. So the whole thing is centered around flexibility, minimalism, and then with that also scalability. So we can very easily go to a new university and then start altering the services there. Mm. So that's kind of the long-term goal as well. Yeah. Let's just keep spreading it
1: as you get bigger and bigger yeah the tree thing again prove me wrong i'm being very cynical sure. of course what my worry is yeah. that one tree yeah. has yeah. been in a vertical planted the by about 70 different companies yeah how how does that work so
3: we work with a company called green spark okay. okay we um, they, they help facilitate this it's not just trees um they work with eu certified projects yeah for carbon offsetting um plastic removal from the ocean and yes tree planting in the Amazon which is for some companies is a cop out like we plant a tree and they just yeah, chuck seed in the ground
1: it's become a bit of a de- uh, yeah. actually the offsetting is really important Absolutely. and it's going to be part yeah. of yeah the tackling the climate crisis but at the same time it's no I totally agree it, it has be, become for easy. some
0: companies just, just a, a do it and don't do anything
3: else 100% and I'm we're, not
0: for a minute suggesting that's what you no said. of course no uh, <laughs> we,
3: we, we want to avoid that so you know all, our, all the ledgers of the company are public all of ours are public you can see yeah. our entire impact on the website how we work with them the exact foundations that money's gone towards it's not just trees it's you know, all of these kind of things at once and then
1: and also for you guys it looks like it's a bonus because what your business is doing is like embedded in sustainability yeah. it's yeah. when you see a company that's like Oil. Yeah. One tree planted, each well yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Oh, and you also partner with societies. Yeah. Um, tell me about the Southampton Cocktail <laughs> Society.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. So our society partners. So it's, uh, they get a discount mm-hmm. on all their repairs, as well as a small commission. Um, and we just fund some of some of their materials, some of their events as well. Yeah. It's just a nice way to keep in touch with students. Um, also a nice bit of marketing too. Yeah, yeah. some of the more engineering societies. Uh, we've just partnered with Bristol S- students for space exploration discovery, something like that. Sorry. Yes. I can't remember it. Um, and we hire from those pools as well. So oh, they get work experience, they get part-time roles, they get a great looking CV, you know, skilled work in a professional institution with training. looks amazing on a CV. Um, and then yeah. when Cocktail Sock reached out to us, we Cock
3: Sock and FMC. Cock you know, like, at yeah. That, that, sounds,
2: <laughs>
1: that, that
2: sounds like it. It's my <laughs> crack, Cocktail, <cock-sock>, That's great.
0: Let's go through
1: it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Did the, sorry, did the Bristol Swimming and Water Polo Club have a lot of water damage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, no comment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the surf club are the worst for that, really, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. yeah.
1: What does the What's your dream idea of Fix My Crack one day? I think, you, I, I, think every, I asked you once, So like, what do you... Was this
3: like a sleep conversation about, on the way back? Yeah, place, so we did a lot of long drives together. I so, said, what do you want <laughs> to fix my crack? And you said, I want to see it every, every, <laughs> every yeah, university every, in the country. And then, yeah. and, then US, and then the US
1: as Just well. Just the de facto, yeah. yeah I think to
3: go to other parts of Europe, bring the company.
2: Yeah. Do, you,
1: do you have an idea of how many phones you're... Sort of, how many like many new phones? phones, how many new phones are you stop stopping being bought? we
2: on over 1,200 repairs yeah. since we've started tracking, obviously, KC with Amazon phone repairs did, Yeah, many <laughs> the more The last year or two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at least 1,200 in the past last. year and a half, year and two.
3: Um, just going back to the long-term fix my crack, the the other, the whole entrepreneurship side of it um, and encouraging students to run their own business, what we really want to do with it is A, prove to students that students can start a business at uni and yeah. it'd be Successful and sustainable and taken seriously, mm-hmm. even if you name it "Fix My Crack," which doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we want to use Fix My Crack as a platform for any student that wants to start a service, based based business or anything to kind of join our network in universities. They get to share our marketing, share our resources. We can help promote them. So if you've got someone that wants to, you know, DJ parties or or fix bikes or anything like that, they can join onto us. Join our kind of um, network of other similarly interested students and then offer this these services through kind of one platform mm-hmm. and really just encourage students to start businesses and start learning and you know, even if it fails, that's great because you great. learn from you know your mistakes and to yeah. keep this kind of thing going. So anyone that wants to start a business, come talk to us and we'll have a chat with you and you can join them to us and we'll market your service. And there's a whole bunch of great student-based businesses that have come out of Bristol, uh, Hyber, really good one for student, student letting. So yeah, the housing yeah. one. Yeah, Isn't they're really gorgeous? lovely. Do you know them? Yeah, I mean, I've had a once in a while. Oh, okay. chats.
0: Brilliant. So, one last thing if you're in Bristol mm. and you want to get your phone or your laptop repaired, what do you do?
3: Break it first. Yeah, <laughs>
0: drop it, throw it out the window. You can one of the little shops. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly.
3: <laughs>
2: head over to, to fixmycrack.co.uk uh, and click book now. Select your device. You can choose from any of our lovely technicians. You also get to see them as well. So, if you've got like a Simple as how you have a favourite barber, you can choose your favourite technician. Yeah. Check with them, Check your see when they're available, book a time, and then meet you on campus. Uh, we can meet you either at your location, so if you don't want to leave your bedroom, you're hanging a bit, that's fine, we'll come to you. <laughs> um, or we can meet you by your lecture and have it repaired for under an hour.
3: Yeah. Very simple, very convenient. And very if you're affordable. not a student as well, we do also offer call-outs to houses. we can cycle to you, collect your advice, and return we'll it to you within an hour. Yeah, Amazing. Easy
0: And you're currently in Bristol, southampton southampton
3: exeter, exeter and yui amazing great stuff
1: and it sounds like a bit of a watch this space on yeah more certainly. yeah business entrepreneurship side it's a
3: lot, like a lot of different things going on at once <laughs> um so yeah keep an eye out and we're gonna just keep growing and learning as we as we tend to do yeah
0: amazing well ah, thank you so much for coming thank it's for really exciting um, we can't wait to see what you're going to be doing soon. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: Well, awesome. to meet you guys.
0: Nice. Thank you. That's fun. Amazing. I am buzzing after that, I have to say. Um, so Casey and Nishan have just left Queen's Building, and we now have two new winners on our leaderboard. Mm. Um, the pair of them beat Matt and April together, in our quick fire questions.
1: Well, let's not. I mean, Matt and April were good.
0: Oh yeah, sorry, they were amazing. Um but Casey and Nishan even better. Mhm. Um, we have two new t-shirts. Woo! I'm so excited. This will be all over Instagram. <laughs> they're so
1: pastel, and I'm feeling pastel at the moment.
0: Are you? <laughs> what does that even mean?
1: <laughs> I think they're great.
0: I love it. It's an extra large, so I won't be wearing it out the house.
1: Ask George if he likes his t-shirt. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, George doesn't get one. He looks sad, but he doesn't have a mic, so he can't express his opinion. Don't opinions. say
1: anything. What else did we learn um, today? So
0: we have ticked off another sustainable development goal.
1: Yeah, Ticked our off, calendar. another one done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have ticked off responsible production and consumption.
1: Yeah, that was really interesting chat. Definitely. I enjoyed that. Um, right to repair is a phrase I'd, I actually said I'd heard of it. I think I had heard of it. They hadn't really heard of it.
0: Well, I know a lot more now than I did before. Yeah. That is for really sure. interesting. Isn't really it? interesting. And even more interesting that I think it's evident that Casey started the business with sustainability in mind. But I think it's kind of even more evident that as they've grown, they've become even more sustainably focused and almost have accidentally fallen into making such a difference.
1: Yeah. I went slightly Jeremy Paxman on him with <laughs> the question about the trees I felt a bit I was like oh sorry but he had a great answer cool company he seems really, really cool. enthusiastic about getting um, young people to just try starting businesses doesn't he
0: yeah I think he's way yeah. m- more about um, supporting students supporting ideas and entrepreneurship and obviously about his own business it's evident that he's just kind of for students
1: yeah yeah I th- is, you hear a lot about students starting businesses, but the fact they've started it as students and then employed students, like they've come in behind and just reinforced that. I think it's cool. You didn't bring up my no smartphone November.
0: There were so many times I wanted to, but then... There were so
1: many times I wanted you to.
0: However, I was giving
1: you the no smartphone November eyes. The
0: whole way through. <laughs> Big win for me, though, is my tablet smashed and my phone's cracked. Mm. So from them. Great business they're going to get yeah. um, from me with all my smashed devices. And I just threw um, George's AirPods on the floor by accident. So even more business for me fix my crack.
1: A slightly looser episode this week, but we'll probably leave it there. Where can we be found? Remind us.
0: Apple Music. No, Apple Podcast.
1: No, you don't have to say this, remember, because if they're listening...
0: <laughs> they're <laughs> oh, already yes, you've found already it. found <laughs> us. Social media. Social media Instagram, doff.pod. Twitter, doff underscore pod.
1: LinkedIn. (laughs) LinkedIn. Until people follow us on Instagram, we are going to keep posting on LinkedIn. So there's a...
0: Despite the bullying we're getting from our friends.
1: Mm. And sort of career suicide.
0: (laughs) Well, actually, my um, LinkedIn's on my CV, so I'm advertising people to look. I'd look at that. See you next week.
1: Crack on.